Well, hey, everybody. Welcome to the Mercy Talk podcast from Mercy Multiplied, where we are passionate about empowering you with biblical principles for growing in mental, emotional, and spiritual health and equipping you to share those principles with others. I am Melanie Wise, and I am so excited about this episode of Mercy Talk. As many of you may know, uh, especially if you've been following this current series of Mercy Talk, we are celebrating 40 years as a ministry this year, and we are in the middle of a series where we're just celebrating this milestone for the ministry. We've shared with you all a couple of episodes with our founder and president, Nancy Alcorn, and on our last episode, we had a conversation with the leaders of Mercy Canada and Mercy UK. And today I am so excited to have a couple of our key leaders here at Mercy, Frederica Singletary, who is our Senior Director of Programs here at Mercy, and Chantre Smith, who is the Director of Counseling Services for our Centers for Wellness and Counseling, which is our outpatient program. Uh, and these are truly amazing women incredibly talented, incredibly bright. Um, and this is just going to be a really fun conversation. So Freddie, Chantre, welcome. Thank you guys so much for joining us today. Thanks, Melanie. Thanks for having us. Glad to be here. Yay. As we dive in today, there's some kind of different things that we want to chat about. But before we go into any of that kind of content, I know that there's going to be some listeners who may not know a whole lot about our residential and our outpatient programs. And so I wanted to first ask you guys if you could each first give just like maybe a brief overview of what you do in your position, because I just shared your title, but that may not mean a whole lot to everybody listening. So if you could just share a little bit about what you do in your position, but also um, just a little bit about those programs and, and what's happening in those programs in uh, this season of time, that would be super helpful to kind of set the stage for our conversation today. So, um, Freddie, we'll just pass it to you to go first. All right. I am currently the Senior Director of Programs, and I have been at Mercy for 12 years. In my role, I have the awesome honor and privilege of supervising our programs that directly service our residents and clients. That includes our intake department, which handles admissions into our residential program, as well as our two residential locations in Nashville, Tennessee, and Sacramento, California, along with supervising our transitional care department and our adoptions agency. And I get the privilege of working with Chantre, who oversees our Centers for Wellness and Counseling. So that's code for you oversee a lot. <laughs> you know, a just lot. a couple of things. Oh, man. So, yeah, could you share them um, again, just for people who don't have a lot of concept for what those programs are, what we do? Um, I know we could talk about, we could do a whole show on that, but just kind of briefly what they are and just kind of what you're seeing uh, in, in those programs right now. Yeah, I'll share about residential because I know Chantre will definitely be yeah. able to give you some more insight into outpatient. But our residential counseling program is for young women between the ages of 13 through 32. Mm -hmm. And we help women break free from life controlling issues and situations. And so that could range from anything from anxiety, depression, um, any form of abuse, the eating disorder, unplanned pregnancy, self-harm, addictions, self sex trafficking or anything that is impacting their overall quality of life. And so through our generous donors, our services are free of charge. Mm -hmm. um, and the average length of stay in our program is about six to nine months. And so it is just an awesome way for young ladies to just escape 
and be able to really focus on themselves and get healing without having to worry about the responsibilities of the world in that way. Um, and right now, we are servicing young ladies across the U.S. Awesome. Shantree, I'll pass it over to you. Hey, uh, I am Shantree Smith, and I am the Director of Counseling Services, um, CWC. So I oversee um, our outpatient counseling uh, centers here in Monroe, and um, we have another location in St. Louis. And so, um, Shantree, can you share a little bit about just kind of what that program looks like who we specifically serve because I know that looks a little different in those two different locations just kind of what what does that look like because that is a brand new um, offering a new program that just launched in 2020 which is crazy to think that that just just launched and also just the need that we've seen is is just growing massively for that uh, for that specific program and so anything that you could share about that would be super helpful yes well just as um, Freddie shared about the um, type of issues that we help people with. Um, that is still the same, um, but we offer services to men and women age 13 and over in our Louisiana location. And in our St. Louis location, we offer these services to uh, women age 13 and over. Again, same free of charge, Christ-centered. Um, it's about a six-month counseling program, and we look to empower our clients to walk in freedom with an improved quality of life, healthier relationships, a greater sense of wholeness, and a stronger relationship with the Lord. The sessions are once a week for one and a half hours. So a client will have the same day and same time each week and they're made aware of that. And we're just really excited. We're seeing so many clients complete our program in both locations. Um, and so it's been just awesome to see the community get on board with everything and um, really support us in, in a major way. And so we're seeing both locations flourish. It's been a, it's been a great outpouring that we've seen in the Louisiana location, which was first. And so we are actually looking to expand our counseling department um, just to accommodate the um, the need in in the in the community for uh, clients because we do have a, a waiting list because we just have so many people who have um, really seen the benefit of what we provide and they really want to come. So yeah. we're excited. Yeah, I remember so clearly the uh, when we hired our first male counselor and like what a huge moment that was for the organization. Uh, just knowing that for, I guess at that point, 37 years or so we had um, solely served women and just what a huge moment that was and the incredible stories that are coming out of that. Um, and like you said, just the demand being so high. I mean, you guys correct me if I'm wrong, but I think that we had to actually take, take the application a uh, moment, for a moment down from our website because we the waiting list was getting so long that we couldn't continue to take in applications which is um it's a, i guess i guess a good problem to have but we do have so much vision for continuing to grow that piece because we just know the need is so great so we're just continuing to pray in counselors and just for the you know vision for the future of that program it's so so exciting and so fun to just see what the lord is uh is doing and um, how he's impacting people's lives through that. So um, 
hopefully for all of you listeners, that gives you just a little bit of background on the the programs that Freddie and um, Chantre oversee and gives you some context for kind of where we're going to go with this uh, conversation today. So I wanted to just kind of focus on in this specific episode on really the way that at Mercy, we approach inner healing and freedom in Christ. And we're going to talk about some of just kind of our core principles, core beliefs. Um, and I would love for us to talk about what it does look like at Mercy, but also talk a little bit about how each of those principles or beliefs can apply to you know any individual in any context, uh, because we don't believe these principles matter just for mercy. We, we believe that they just they matter in general for for people. And so we're going to discuss a few of those major beliefs that we hold as a ministry, and then I'm going to ask uh, you ladies just some specific questions relating to each one. And so, Andre, um, we will start um, on this first one, kind of go with you first and then um, bounce it back over there to Freddie. But one of the ways that we approach healing and freedom is that we are highly relational in all aspects. And so can you just share um, in your own words, what does that mean and how does it play out in what we do at Mercy? Well, with us being highly relational, we really want to have a connection with the person that we're serving. A client um, isn't just someone who's sitting right across from me or across from the counselors. It's, it's a child of God. It's a man or woman of God who is seeking to grow in various areas of their life. And so we first and foremost want to make sure that they know that they're seen, to be seen, that they're valued, that, that they're significant, that their life is very important. And we want to make sure that there is that bond and that connection, first and foremost, as a foundation. That, yes, we, we're looking to help them to heal and grow. But first and foremost, we're just glad that they are here. And so that's like the major thing is building that connection and saying that we're in this together. This is a partnership. The same way that um, we see our relationship with the Lord is a partnership. And that's what we encourage each of our clients to um, see the Lord in that way of we're we're partnering with the Holy Trinity and um, we're partners together, client and counselor to be able to help them achieve their goals, but to even go beyond what they even think healing looks like. Their vision of healing and freedom is going to be surpassed because God's vision is always greater and expansive. And so as we work together, that's when we're going to see the restoration, the healing and the freedom come to pass. So our major thing is very much in making sure that a person understands that um, they're impactful. You have a sphere of influence, whether you realize it or not, you do. And so part of our job as a counselor is to let them know that like you're here on purpose. The Lord designed for you to be here, that his His um, love and his light will be manifested in you and shown outward through you. And so as you heal and grow and you become stronger, then you're able to go out and share that love of Christ with other people. And you're able to influence in a way that shows people that God really is real. He's real because he moves inside of you. And so we want to make sure that they understand that that's you first and and then it's for you to impact everyone else around you. So good. That just reminds me of more well-known quotes from our founder and president. She always asked that question of who is on the other side of your obedience. And 
remembering, as you said, that, man, this story and this journey that you're going on is not just about you. Um, you're going to be impacting everyone that your life touches from here forward by the choices that you're making to pursue healing. And so um, I love, to be honest, as I had thought about this principle, I hadn't even really thought about that piece, just not just the relational piece of the healing journey, but then the fact that you have relationships that are going to be impacted by what you're choosing to do now. That's so, so good. Um, Freddie, is there anything that you would add as far as just kind of how you see that principle playing out at Mercy? Um, and then also, you know, how could you personally see this principle impacting someone? We've got a lot of people who listen to the podcast who are in kind of helping roles and they are helping people that are hurting in, in one way or another. And so, you know, how would that principle maybe impact someone who's in that kind of relationship with someone else? Yeah. That was a really long question, but. Yeah, I think, I think it impacts all of us in a significant way. I think on a foundational level, when we go back to Genesis, like God created man because he didn't want to be alone. Mm. He created us because his desire was to be in relationship. So we were inherently designed to be in relationship. He created Eve after so that they could have community. And so when we think about that, that's in the fiber of our DNA. We were designed to be in relationship. We were designed to be in community. We were designed to do life together. And so when we think about that as helpers or those who are recipients of those receiving help, it's important for us to realize that we can't go it alone. There's so many of us who want to bare knuckle it or like, it's just me and Jesus. But it's you, Jesus, the Holy Spirit, and your community. And so that highly relational aspect is the element that we bring. Like of you doing it by yourself, mm, mm, it's not always going to work that so well. But when you have other people to encourage you, you have other people to hold you accountable, you have other people to just sit with you and be physically present, that aspect is where it takes things to a whole nother level because where two or more gathered, the presence of the Lord is there. And so not only is that biblically foundational, we also know that from a therapeutic perspective, that's impactful. And so I think we marry those things really well together, and it impacts all of us in that way of there's no small, small part that you play as a helper, whether you're praying um, and interceding on someone's behalf, whether you're just sitting and listening, or you're just providing a simple word of encouragement, that level of relationship that you're offering is contributing to somebody's healing journey. Yeah, absolutely. I, as you were, I'm so glad you brought up just even that the part about this being part of how we are wired. Um, as human beings, because we do say, I mean, we say it in a podcast all the time. We say it at our Empower workshops, like healing happens within the context of community. And we've said that for years and years. And just, I, I think it was last fall that we did a whole podcast series on community and the importance of it. And one of the, uh, one of the first episodes that we uh, recorded on that series was one that we titled in a way that we, you know, knew would probably like stir up some, mm, uh, and, and it was that, this idea that God is not enough. You know, like we've all been raised with this idea, like God is enough. He's enough. He's all I need. He's all I need. He's all I need. And while yes, God is the supplier of all good things, right? Like there was something to what you just said, Freddie, like in the garden, he looked, I mean, Adam had God in fullness, like in perfection, right? Sin had not entered the world. Like he had him in fullness and God still said, this isn't enough. This isn't 
good. And so I just feel like that's so important to go back to that idea because I, I agree with you. And then I think so many people are like, I got this, me and God, we've got this, just me and God, me and God, you know, and there is a reason that he created us for community, not just with himself, but with others. And so I know that that's happening in the, the counseling sessions through the CWC shared tray. I know that that's happening within the context of our residential homes. I am thinking about how many, you know, graduations I've gone to and heard uh, young women say in their testimonies of what the Lord has done in their life through their time at Mercy, how impactful the staff was for their journey. Like they loved me. They welcomed me. They were like, I mean, as cliche as it's down, like they were Jesus with skin on, right? Like I experienced Jesus through other people and how impactful that was for their journey. So certainly that is something that we, we value greatly. Um, let's move on to the next one. Um, and Freddie, we'll start with you on this one, but another kind of key aspect of our approach to healing is that we address the whole person. And so Freddie, if you could just kind of explain that in your own words um, and share kind of how that plays out in what we do in our program. Yeah, I think that's multi-layered. I know scripture says that we're tripart beings and we definitely believe that of there's spirit, soul, and body. So there is the elements of our spirituality and our connection of having full relationship with the Lord and inviting him in. There's elements of trauma that we face and life and what is thrown at us. And then it's our body and what we experience day in and day out that we navigate. There's also the layer of like ethnicity, culture, language, all of those things. And those are aspects that we address as the whole person. Anything that is you that you bring to the table, your family system, all of those things are aspects of you that we certainly want to address. God made us uh, fearfully and wonderfully made, and he made all of us very, very unique. And so that requires us to pay attention to what experiences you have when you ha uh, talk to a certain person, um, what experiences you have when you go to a certain place, or what experiences you have when people, uh, people have wronged you. Um, we want to navigate all facets of that person, and I think that just that that is a level of humanity that I love that we get to offer that people have a safe space to be themselves. Um, we live in a world where people feel very like police are isolated for living their truth, even their faith, and so being able to live your faith out loud and say boldly say I I love Jesus. <laughs> Um, I want to invite him into my counseling space. How do you do that? And um, I think that we you, we are uniquely equipped to be able to offer that experience for someone. So she and Trey, I would love to hear um, just kind of how this one directly impacts you, kind of what you do even in your counseling sessions, this idea of addressing, you know, the whole person um, and anything even that you would add as a, you know, professional counselor about why you value this in what we do at Mercy, why it matters. Well, I really recently have been thinking about how to just give a word to a client to summarize what's happening, <laughs> where they're coming to us and they're struggling and explaining this. I was like, how do I say this? And so the word I've landed on lately is fragmented. Mm. People live fragmented and they want to pick apart different aspects that they want to concentrate on without understanding that mm. they're a whole person and that what you went through at 12 affects you now at 45. And so if you only want to talk about 
behavior modification, you are in the branches and you are nowhere near the roots. And we really have to get to those roots because just because chronologically you have aged does not mean emotionally you have aged, does not mean that mentally you have aged. Those things are, they have to be developed. They have to be intentionally worked on and it doesn't just happen. And so I've really been concentrating and helping clients understand that the more you give the Lord those pieces or that fragmentation, the more you'll be able to experience that wholeness because mm-hmm. to be whole means that something isn't whole. That means it's, it's broken apart. And so the Lord, he is big enough, right, to break, put all the pieces back together. So if a person is saying like, oh, I'm 60 years old, there's no way that the Lord can heal me from something that happened to me at seven. It's like, well, you put a limits on God in the same way he doesn't even put in a box. We're not going to put you in a box because we need to take those limitations off of you as well. That seven-year-old you has been waiting for this day. Mm-hmm. And I'm here to talk to every part of you. <laughs> The Lord is here to minister to every part of you. The Holy Spirit is not bound by space nor time. And so he can go into your past presently and prepare you for a better future. So who you are tomorrow is going to be directly impacted by what we do in the present that is impacted by how we address what happened in the past. And so that's how we move from that fragmentation to wholeness. And so, yes, we are going to look at every part of you. And I always tell them, you are responsible for intentionally working on growing mentally, spiritually, emotionally, and physically. Those are your responsibilities. And the Lord is going to meet you in each one of those areas to make sure that you are growing and flourishing in each of those areas. And it is my job as your counselor to make sure that I'm pointing you to look at each of those quadrants to see, am I really focusing on this? Am I really growing? How can I get just a a couple of steps forward in this area that I was maybe yesterday or a week before? So we truly believe in all areas because all areas work together. They do. And we really want to make sure that we're responding presently and not from a past version of us that needs to be um, released and healed to no longer have to deal with things of life in the present because the version of us now won't take over. We have to do yeah. it. Freddie, I'm loving watching your uh, your responses to what Jandre is saying. I, w- I mean, are there any additional things you would add to that? Just knowing that uh, that resonated, I know with both of us very much, Chantre. So well said. Freddie, anything you'd add to that? No, I just appreciate Chantre's perspective as a therapist mm-hmm. of like how you, uh, how you make that tangible to somebody, how you make it come alive. And the fact that she said you're responsible. Like there is a level of personal accountability that comes with healing that I think that we discount far too often. So I, I love hearing her uh, express what that challenge looks like inside of the counseling room. Absolutely. I would actually really love to know y'all's thoughts on this because I've just kind of been mulling this over lately. You know, from my position within the ministry, we'll also, we'll, we'll often get, you know, calls or emails from maybe pastors or people who run different programs and they'll say, hey, you know, I have a friend who's really struggling with their mental health or there's so many mental health issues in our church, or, you know, maybe it's a person saying like, I'm just really struggling with my mental health. And in inside, I often find myself going, like, I don't always say this out loud, but I will find myself going, yeah. And 
there's just really no way to pull that out as if it's like the only thing like that that whole like you said Shantra, the quadrants the emotional the spiritual the mental the physical and like this term of mental health is like so huge right now I mean, it's what everybody's talking about and everyone is saying that we have a mental health crisis and i find myself kind of going yeah i think we have a mental emotional and spiritual crisis actually not just that i'm interested in y'all's thoughts really just from your from your positions, but also just your expertise. Cause I mean, y'all are both way smarter than I am. So you can be like, Melanie, that's ridiculous. Or, yeah, that makes sense. I would love to hear any thoughts y'all have on that if you have any. I think that we take too much ownership of labels. Mm -hmm. And so I think anytime you say anything in the possessive, my eating disorder, my depression, my whatever, you're, you're associating it with who you are. And so I think that when uh, you navigate, navigate it from the standpoint of I'm struggling with depression, you're identifying something that you can overcome. You're, because Jesus already overcame. Like, mm -hmm. he came. He died on the cross. Mm -hmm. He rose. He ascended to heaven. He went down, and he got the keys to the kingdom. Mm -hmm. you're, already, you're, you're already victorious, so you have to function in a place of victory. And that's that personal accountability that Sharon Trey talks about. It's also your spiritual authority in Christ of making the decision that I am taking authority. I have victory over depression. I have a, the, a, a sound mind and making yeah. that decision. So I think that when we navigate from that that place and that position of authority and really challenge people to function in that, things shift because it, then it's not about my mind. It's about how does my lifestyle need to shift so that I can walk victorious? And that addresses all of those quadrants. Shantra, what are your thoughts? I think that we have a boundary crisis. Oh, Go on. <laughs> the number one thing that I work with every single client for almost 12 years has been boundaries. Boundaries within self, boundaries with family, boundaries within church, boundaries at work, boundaries in ministry. It's all the areas. And so I have never ran across a client that was not struggling in one of those areas. Mm -hmm deeply mm -hmm. and for nope. extensive periods of time we're talking about you, some people have never set a boundary with their family and they might be 50 years old mm -hmm. that is going to be heaviness on you like you're not going to function at your optimal if you're trying to people please in different areas of your life so when someone says like oh i'm struggling with my mental health i'm going to look at all areas and the number one area i'm going to look at first is where are your boundaries and we start from there and once we start building those boundaries in whichever areas they're struggling with then they start to perk up and feel empowered and feel encouraged and feel confident mm -hmm. and all these things and the boundaries with self is very important like if you have impulsivity that just gets to run amok whenever you feel something negative then you don't have boundaries with yourself like you have uh -huh. negative emotion mm -hmm. however you respond in this boundaryless way of excessiveness impulsivity well of course you're going to be feeling terrible about yourself when you have money in your account why don't you have money in your account because you couldn't handle the fact that your mom was mad at you mm -hmm. but with 37 so we have we have an issue here and so if you're a victim to your life you will suffer mentally you have to be a victor in your life you have to be you cannot be a victim to your life jesus said that we're more than conquerors 
So where's the more? Where? What have you conquered and where's the more? So that's what we're going to get after because you cannot be a victim to your life and be mentally, emotionally, spiritually strong. We have to walk in victory because that's what Christ has given to us. He delegated this authority to us to use. And so when we don't, these areas are going to be just terrible. They're going to be terrible. You're going to be miserable in your own life. And it's nobody's fault but your own because you're not doing the work. And that's just, you know, where where I come from. So good. I just, you know, it's so interesting to hear you say that too, Shindre, because I'm I'm just thinking about how, uh, you know, with our Empower trainings, we used to have like a 10, 15 minute little piece on boundaries. And then people kept asking for more. We were like, like, it just keeps growing. And every single person, I mean, one of the most significant responses that we've gotten has been the boundaries piece is changing my life. The boundaries piece. And I'm sure that everyone listening to Mercy Talk to this episode right now. If you have been a you know frequent Mercy Talk listener, you're like, oh man, here she goes again. Like, because we we talk about boundaries so much because I agree with you. Even even outside of the counseling sphere, this is I have found it to be the number one issue in my own life. <laughs> and in and now that I'm kind of more aware of it, thank you, Cloud and Townsend, um, and more aware and just seeing things more clearly, I'm realizing how much it affects so many people. I mean, like you said, probably everyone to some level. I don't even know that it's an issue of like, do you or do you not struggle with boundaries? It's like, to what degree (laughs) do you struggle with boundaries? Because it's just, it's so pervasive. Um, And so that's, that's very helpful. And like, like we've been saying, it's our issues and the things that we struggle with, they are, it's a system thing, right? It's not just, it's not an isolated incident. Like we are parts of families, as you guys have already said, we're parts of of different cultures and backgrounds and different life scenarios. And we all have unique wiring in and of ourselves. And so to say that you can just pull out one little issue separately, separate from all of the rest and be like, I think I just want to deal with this. We, that's just impossible. And you're never going to be able to experience, as you said, the fullness or the more that is available to you unless we can look at the whole. And so that has become incredibly, I know it's so important to Mercy, but I know just have from having seen it myself, uh, being on staff at Mercy has become incredibly important in my own journey as well. And so um, with that being said, I would love for us to move to this this next piece that is is a very significant part of Mercy's approach. And I do actually think is something that makes us unique in some ways. And that is our integrated approach to counseling. And so, Shantre, we'll start with you on this one. Um, what does this actually mean to have an integrated approach to counseling? And what do you see that looking like in our program? Well, with our program, I'm so glad that we have the beautiful, beautiful Keys to Freedom. Keys to Freedom is just, I just love it. I just love it so much. And to have our core principles put into a book that someone can methodically work through is just amazing because it helps them to be able to track their progress. It helps them to talk to the Lord. A lot of, I've found that a lot of people do not ask God questions and wait for answers. They, they, They just pray. They just tell them things. I hope for things. It almost sounds like wishes, but to God. But when we're talking about relationship, then that means we need to sit and listen to what he has to say. And so to have uh, pre-written questions to help prompt the person to learn how to ask the Lord questions about 
them and their lives and other people, it begins to help them develop that system so that we go beyond the questions that are on the page. We then start to have those questions about, okay, then how come I have this type of response when I'm around this person? Or why is it when I'm alone, I have to hurry up and get around other people. I can't be by myself. You start to ask yourself questions about why do I do the things that I do? Because so many things that people struggle with, they're automatic. They're automatic. So we slow it down. We have to slow things down enough to evaluate. How can you assess something if you don't take the time to really look at it in every part of what makes this thing exist? Here with Mercy, we bring those counseling interventions and we bring the word of God. Lagos and Rhema, they go together. We're going to read this word of God and then we're going to apply it. It's not just going to be words on a page. I want to hear how do you apply this word? How is it alive in your life? How does it prompt your conversation with the Lord? And then we're going to invite the Holy Spirit in. He is the one who's going to bring this deep healing into your heart, into your mind. Listen, we can't ever undo the past. What happened, happened. But what we can do is change the perspective about what happened because it is the perspective that lives on. That is what continues. And as long as a person's perspective is distorted, is skewed, they're going to live in bondage. But when we invite the Holy Spirit who can take that little tunnel vision that we have and expand it, put, just bring so much color and the sun and the clouds and the trees. And when he expands and he say, oh my gosh, I didn't even know that. I didn't even know the Lord was there. And he's not passive. He's not passive. And we don't know how God moved in our lives in different areas in our past if we don't sit and ask him and then let him show us. And so that's a big thing that we do um, in the room is help the clients go to those deeper places, not by themselves, but with the Holy Spirit. And then we're there too as, as support. And I may prompt some additional questions, but then they go from there with the Lord because he, he takes over. There is nothing like seeing a child of God sit with daddy God and hear truth mm -hmm. that they never knew before. Mm -hmm. It transformed them from the minute the words are released. From the minute that picture is shown, it changes everything because they can never look at that past memory without seeing the hand of God all over it. And from there, they can live a healed life because they have a healed mindset and is restored and is redeemed. Freddie, is there anything you would add or just anything of your perspective on why this, this integrated approach matters? And certainly would love to hear your thoughts on just how this can impact listeners who are either on their own healing journey themselves or helping someone else in that journey. Yeah, I think it's really impactful because it invites your relationship with the Lord in and it makes it a priority where you don't feel like you have to compartmentalize conversation with Jesus and counseling. So whether you're going to a secular therapist or a Christian therapist, um, you can always invite the Lord into that space to your healing journey, whether it's in the actual counseling room or on your own time. I know for us, we're able to do both. Like you're able to do all the things. And the counseling sessions and Trey and our other counselors, whether they're residential or outpatient, are using their skills that, they're, that they learn in their graduate programs of therapeutic approaches whether it's cognitive behavior therapy or anything else, they're bringing that in and they're still leaving room for the Holy Spirit. 
So yes, there's therapeutic principles. We call them principles of freedom, but where you're learning grounding techniques, you're learning all those things, but like to Chantre's point, we're also marrying them with the truth of God. You're combating lies with truth. And so I think it creates balance of getting tools that we know are proven from one perspective, but getting tools that we know are, like Chantre said, timeless, because the word of God is what we have to be able to manifest truth in our lives and which can be a guide to our ultimate healing and freedom. I mean, ultimately, Scripture says in John 10, like, uh, the enemy came to steal, kill, and destroy. But the other part of that is God came, came to give us life and life in abundance. And so I feel like this approach is, is the life in abundance portion of being able to grow your relationship with the Lord and resolve the past so that you can have uh, that future that is is the more that we're talking about. That's so good. We talk a lot about how vital it is that people um, for their own lives, or certainly people who are in any sort of like helping role or helping profession, that you know those professionals, you know the people like Chantre who have that education, that expertise, and have been trained in how to engage people in a very deep way with their stories, with their trauma, those types of things, right? We passionately believe in that, how important it is to have those people, to be connected with those people, to seek those people out when needed. And then we also certainly would say that, man, without Jesus, I'm not really sure how anybody's heart gets healed. Like, I don't really know how it's possible outside of that, right? And so I've always said, like, the stories that I've heard out of our residential program, the stories that I'm now hearing out of the uh, outpatient program, I'm like, man, those cannot, I mean, we do have a fantastic program and we have amazing staff and incredible counselors, but I just can't, too many of those stories just cannot be explained by just good staff and a good program, right? I'm like, that was a miracle. <laughs> That's a miracle what happened in their life. And no matter how incredible in Chantre, you're as good as they get, right? Like you're an amazing counselor, but no matter how incredible you are, there is something that the Lord has to do in their life that you can't do for them. <laughs> so I just, I love this about mercy and the fact that we are able to offer that, but we do just feel like it's so important for people to consider what that looks like for themselves in their own life. Um, knowing that, like you said, um, Freddie, I think you mentioned something to the effect of like, you know, I mean, there's a lot of counselors out there who don't do this, right? Who maybe don't bring in the Holy Spirit into the room. But first of all, you, I know even my husband and I, sometimes when we uh, were, have had different seasons where we've been in uh, marriage counseling together, like before we walk into that counseling session, we are praying that the Holy Spirit moves, the Holy Spirit speaks, he opens our hearts and our eyes. Um, and then also knowing that not only can you pray into those kinds of sessions, but also, man, whatever resources are available to you um, that you can seek out to in, in really engage with the Holy Spirit and your healing journey, it's going to just be so important. And Chantre, like as you mentioned, we have our Keys to Freedom study. Like that's a discipleship study that's available. Anybody can get that, you know, on our website. We also love um, Freedom Prayer. It's an organization based out of, of Nashville, where you can sit with someone and pray through, uh, they're trained in how to pray through different areas of, of people's lives with them. And they actually have those available uh, remotely. So you can go to Freedom Prayer's website and you can sign up for a rem uh, 
remote, is that the right word I'm looking for? Like an online virtual session, virtual, I think was what I was going for there. But, but that's available to you. And so, you know, we are always encouraging people like find the professionals, be connected with the professionals, but do not, man, do not leave out Jesus and the Holy Spirit because that's like the most vital piece of the journey, right? And so, um, Hopefully that gives all of you listening just kind of some context for, yes, what that looks like at Mercy, but also what that means for each of us as people. I mean, I feel like we could talk uh, for hours and hours on all the things that we've um, just, I mean, there's so many thoughts that have come up even as we've we've chatted through these few principles. Um, but I, I want to be just aware of our time and just ask you guys, like, as we kind of close out this episode, are there any final thoughts, just anything that we've talked about today that you've had any other thoughts on or final encouragements for people, especially people, definitely people who listen to the podcast, like I said, who are kind of in helping roles, helping professions, but there's also going to be lots of people who listen who are just in their own place of struggle, figure out their next steps. And so just any thoughts or encouragement you have for our listeners before we go. I would say to those who are helping, making sure that you're taking time to care for yourself. I think being boundaried is a big one. Cloud and Townsend, I know y'all hear Melanie talking about it all the time, but we integrated in the residential program and outpatient program and really navigating that and creating balance for yourself and being selfish in the most healthy way is the best way to serve people you're helping. On the other side of that, if there are young women out there between 13 and 32 who this resonated with, no matter how small their need for assistance is, even if it's just like, life isn't going well and I just kind of want to reset. Our doors are open and you are welcome to apply at mercymultiplied.com. We'd love to just give you a space mm -hmm. to be able to just build relationship with the Lord and heal, no matter how big, how small the issue is. So good. I'm so glad you said that. I am thinking about how many times I've heard staff members at Mercy say, man, if I had had the opportunity to do something like going to Mercy when I was, you know, and maybe they weren't you know, struggling with any sort of massive life controlling issue. But like you said, Freddie, no matter how small, you just need that space to get away, connect with the Lord, find some healing in some areas, because goodness knows we've all got them, right? And specifically to that demographic, that age group that we serve in the residential program, like, man, to be able to address some of those things in your life at that age, like how it will impact the rest of your life. It's just so important. It's such an incredible opportunity, as Freddie already shared. It's a free of charge program, thanks to all of the incredible donors uh, who give month after month, year after year. I'm so grateful for that encouragement. Anything at all, Shantrae, that you would say any final thoughts at all? Yes. It's it's one of the things that I, I, I pray and I share in encouraging other people. It's Ephesians 3, 16 through 19. I pray that from his glorious unlimited resources, he will empower you with inner strength through his spirit. Then Christ will make his home in your hearts as you trust in him. Your roots will grow down into God's love and keep you strong. And may you have the power to understand, as all God's people should, how wide, how long, how high, and how deep his love is. May you experience the love of Christ, though it is too great to understand fully. Then you will be made complete with all the fullness of life and the power that comes from God. That's my prayer. That's what I believe we do here at Mercy is help people to know that in their everyday life. That's perfect. Chandra, thank you so much for that. Um, guys, thank you both so much. Mercy is incredibly blessed to have both of you on our team. 
We're thankful for all that you do, all that you carry, and certainly thankful that y'all were willing to give an hour of your time to be with us today. So this has been um, just such a joy. Really, really thankful. And as always, listeners, if the content in these podcasts have been helpful to you, we would be so, so grateful if you um, would help us out by rating the show, writing a review, wherever it is that you listen. Just that really helps to get this uh, show to, to more people. And if you have any thoughts or questions about anything that we have discussed at all today, if you, you know, were driving and you couldn't write down the website or just need any more information at all, um, you can always email us at mercytalk at mercymultiplied.com um, and, and ask us any questions you have. Give us, you know, ideas for future episodes. We love, love, love to hear from all of you listeners. Um, and to find out more about Mercy Multiplied, you can head over to mercymultiplied.com. And you can also find us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Mercy Multiplied. Thank you all so much for joining us today. Thank you.